Thank you for tuning in to Intuition Your First Sense. I'm Vicki, and this podcast combines coaching, intuitive abilities, soul level learning, and the physical experience that we're all doing here on this planet Earth. And this episode, I want to just let you know ahead of time, could be a trigger warning for some people. I'm going to talk about abuse. And while I'm not going to get into specific types, I feel like it's important to let you know that I will be talking about how we have experienced it as humans, um, what some of my experience has been, and then some of the ways to shift it and to not join in the further abuse of ourselves because we've experienced abuse. So in full transparency, I just want to let you know, I'm going to play a commercial right now and you can choose to come back to this when you are ready or you can hang on for about 30 seconds and I will be right back. Did you know that most people work with me as a coach because they want to move forward in their professional lives and then they realize once we start working together that it's a whole person approach and I am going to help them move through their blocks, their fears, some of the trauma they've experienced and to create a much more aligned life. So many times I hear, this is not what I thought I was signing up for. And that's such wonderful feedback to have because if you're signing up and working with a coach and everybody does it the same, are you really being seen as an individual? At Vicki Baird Coaching, I do it all as an individual and I would love to work with you. Go to VickiBaird.com to check it out and see if you'd like to work with me. Thank you for listening whenever you're listening to this, truly. Whenever there is an interest or a desire to shift your own experience in this life, I'm not a therapist. I never pretend to be one. I'm actually very clear about what is a therapy line and when someone needs to be referred from my coaching practice to therapy. Having said that, I've been to a therapist. I have worked very closely with other therapists and I've also done a fair amount of study and I'll tell you the best study ever is working with people for 20 years and the trauma that comes up in a situation and it comes up in a session and a reading and a lot of the skill set that I bring to this experience as a human is being able to feel other people's trauma, being able to identify it, and then being able to help them shift it. That last part is learning. Like I had to learn how to shift it. And in order to learn how to shift it, I had to be okay with seeing it. I had to be okay with feeling it because as an empathic person, sometimes feeling other people's pain is overwhelming. I've had a, and I think a lot of people have had a challenging time with COVID for that. We're feeling everybody's pain and learning to not take that on is a whole nother level of understanding and a whole nother level of expansion. So one of the reasons I wanted to talk about that, that this this week is because 
it's become very apparent to me just how much I had been holding on to. And yet I have discussed this. I have worked through it with therapists, with partners, with friends, um, myself on my walks. And, and there's, you know, levels that come up and layers that come up. And I love that about being human. But I also came to an awareness this about a week ago, maybe a week and a half ago, that I was participating in the pattern that I had experienced of abuse in the past. And I've talked about it before on the show where I have experienced abusive parents and I you know, went through sexual abuse and I have can intellectually process that and I can emotionally process that. But there was this whole other level of aha that popped in when I was asking, I've been having a back issue and I was asking, okay, what am I not letting go of? Where am I, where's my traffic jam in my energy that's creating this hip and back issue? Where am I not moving forward? Because we hold this trauma in our bodies and we hold our belief systems in our bodies and they can be supportive, but they can also be somewhat detrimental. And I had decided this year that any conversations, if there was an opening and I needed to have a conversation with someone that I was either going to create the opening or I was going to take the opening. And I had this experience with uh, someone in my life and I had a discussion and she was part of the experience that I, I went through as a child and the sexual abuse, not the person, but part, uh, aware of it. And as an adult at the time, you know, I know as an adult now, I'd, <laughs> well, I'm not going to put it on record <laughs> how I would interfere <laughs> if there was uh, knowledge of this. And uh, I had a conversation with her because I needed to know why was it, how could she not participate? How could she not listen? And then, and then, you know, it came up again later that I was being asked to use what I know about the soul process, about trauma, about people healing. And I was actually invited to counsel the very person who sexually abused me in the first place. And, you know, I'm taking a little bit of chance here because I know family listens to this and I will respect all parties. But you know what? I'm so friggin' tired of feeling like we have to protect those who participate in abusive behaviors. And, you know, along with what we're seeing in community and, you know, the abject ignorance that's <laughs> flying around, I'm just done with it. And I thought if this can help someone else, I'm going to bring it up because transparency and storytelling and sharing, I believe do help because the worst thing about going through trauma is feeling isolated, is feeling like nobody hears you. And that was exactly my experience. Wasn't able to articulate it until a few years ago. And then when I was asked to then help this person through the trauma that they've experienced as being an abuser and then told I was being insensitive because... <laughs> 
they had no place to go to talk about it. My, can you just imagine what was going on inside my head? I felt like it was blowing up. And yet another part of me was thinking, am I not human? Am I not made of flesh and blood? Do I not bleed? Do I not hurt? And then I realized, wow, this is the exact same apathy that I saw in my parents around this. And this is the same apathy that I often feel towards myself of, oh, it's okay. You know, I'll just do what's necessary to get through. No, that wasn't difficult going through that whole, you know, husband sick and all that. So there's a story that gets created within us from the behaviors. And this is not going to be a surprise to a lot of people, but what has, especially the therapists and the psychiatrists out there, but what came up for me was I am, I refuse to join and continue the story of abuse because the abuse is not happening to me. It has not happened in decades, right? So, and yet that was still running around in my memory bank. And I see this every day when I work with people. Every day I see this pain that's running around in there and I, I want to go in and just pull it out for them so they no longer have to feel that. And then I thought, well, then use your platform, use your mouth and use your experience because it does eventually come to us to stop the pattern of abuse within ourselves, to stop being that, you know, using the denigrating talk or the self-shaming or the judgment for the behavioral choices that are coming up. It does eventually take an incredible amount of courage to be able to say, yes, that was, that was my experience and this is where I am today. And if you're in the middle of an abusive situation, please reach out, um, please allow others to help you because that acknowledgement that you've been through something and it's still in your cellular makeup, it can only be released with the discussion that I'm done with it. Um, I am complete with it. So I've, when I work with people, a lot of the times what I'll hear are the um, limiting or the self, um, even deprecating um, it, and statements like, I don't know how it's my fault, but it's my fault. Um, I'm usually wrong. I just better not talk about anything. I better keep it to myself. Um, I don't deserve love or I, my feelings don't matter. Um, only, you know, needy people's feelings matter. Um, these are some of the things that I've heard. Oh, I'm too sensitive. That's one I hear all the time. And you can imagine in my world, I love hearing that someone is sensitive because that's also a powerful place. But there's a, a, a behavior that ends up happening when one has experienced abuse. And, and to be clear, you may not even be aware. I mean, I can, I can do the, 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 the list, but it's not necessary anymore because I'm, that's not where I am. 
And yet this is why some people can be 50 years old and re just remember that they've gone through something because something opens up and that opening is necessary in order to heal. And while I realize that this episode may open something up for you, I hope it does. I hope it opens up a belief that you deserve to be unburdened by what you're carrying around. Because whatever the level of neglect, abuse, mistreatment, um, that ignorance that I was talking about, it's ultimately up to each of us to decide that we matter. Um, one of the things that I realized was the apathy that I was experiencing from people where they, my, it was mind boggling because had we talked about someone else, I have no doubt I have heard these people speak so compassionately about others that, you know, I'm left there standing like, well, I guess I don't matter. Um, it really doesn't pay to come in number seven of a kid family household. But that perpetuation of that story only happens if I decide that those outside of me have a say over my value and they get to decide where my value is placed. Obviously they saw value because they asked me to help, but they didn't see value in me as a person. They saw what I could do for this other person who I'm just freaking tired of pretending is all that in a bag of chips. So when someone comes in and I hear these statements of lack, of less than, um, and self judgment, I often ask them, why is it that they want to confirm the messages or the abuse that they've been through in their life? Why do they want to confirm it? And most often I'll get a, a response of, I don't. And that's how you know the subconscious is in charge because the subconscious has been leading the way to say, um, just complete those, just keep doing those patterns. So the first step for any of us having gone through, you know, emotional abuse could be from a boss, um, could be from a partner. Oh, so much in partner. And you know what? Men, please listen to this. Women are, are so capable of being the abusive partner. I see it so often in my practice and I, I'm not going to apologize for them because we are all different people, but I do wanna say you don't deserve that either. So the first step for anyone in, in abuse is to recognize the pattern and hear the words that you're saying to yourself. It may not be in a verbal sense. It may not even be in a thinking place, but it will come up in your statements, I promise you. There's minimizing, um, denying, hiding it. You know, are you emotionally eating? Are you drinking? Are you shopping? Um, where are those behaviors showing up? And please look at them as empowering because as soon as we identify them we can make the micro movements to to shift them um 
it's a lot of the times it's easier to see in other people, right? You've had the friend where you're like, I would never let my partner talk to me that way. And yet you're talking to yourself that way. So the external isn't okay, but neither is the internal. So, and that goes to friends. Well, I'm going to put those in air quotes. Okay. So friends who are supposed to be loving and generous and, and supportive of you, but point out your flaws or point out what is, um, maybe what you're quote unquote, not doing right. Um, that's also a sign of might be current. Um, when everything is out in the open, it dissipates. Sometimes just having a, a person to talk to, to bounce off of, it dissipates. And it's so important to be able to um, kind of asteroid that up, to blow it up so that whatever the message is, is no longer following you around and influencing because you will also then in the spirit of energy attract to you those who have, well, less than stellar intentions and in being in your life. Perhaps they're the type of person who likes to put other people down. And if you're someone who's talking to yourself that way, very often we'll attract that into our lives. Um, it, it also, like I said er, earlier, um, actually I had to re-record the beginning of this, so I may not have said it right now, but I've been having a back issue and one in a hip issue. And one of the things I asked this last, oh, two weeks was, okay, where is the emotional traffic jam that's going on? Where is the problem that I'm holding on to that I'm afraid to move forward? And some of this, I've had this podcast planned for well over a month and felt like I was still in the pattern of, oh my goodness, what are they going to think if they happen to hear this? Well, if you do hear it, I hope you'll hear it as a way of compassion and healing and you never need to talk to me again and I'd still love you. So um, to the one party, the other party, go blow. Um, so, and that's part of the process, right? Being able to say it's okay to not like a person. It's okay to be in the anger stage because in all of my process, I've never allowed myself to be in the anger stage. I've always been in, it doesn't matter, or I don't matter, or forgiveness is best, um, which I still agree with, um, but I believe forgiveness is about us letting ourselves be free, not necessarily about the other person. So there's still some internal process that's going on for me, which you can hear um, <laughs> when I say to the other person to, you know, kiss my grits, Mel. Um, so the internal changes that are necessary are identifying what's going on, being willing to admit that you've been through something, that that experience isn't all there for a lesson. We do not sign up for abuse. So if you've heard in any of the spiritual stuff or in any um, other facet that well, I must have signed up for this life of abuse to learn forgiveness. Please ditch that process because we don't sign up for abuse. 
we may participate in relationships and that may be done to us um, and we may be, become bitter and then be the one who is, you know, creating abuse for others. But from a soul level, I promise you, you did not sign up for this. So the guilt that could be there is not necessary. So if there is an area of hurt, though, that you know you want to release, but maybe you can't figure out how to do that. You're aware of what it was. You know what the experience is. This is the fantastic place for therapy, for writing, for coaching, um, for spiritual counseling. You know, is there a minister that you trust? Is there a rabbi? Is there someone in your circle that brings this expertise that can help guide you without joining you in the, the story of it? Because it's important to realize that you didn't do anything wrong. You aren't doing anything wrong. And I hope you really, really hear that, that um, if you're staying in a relationship, perhaps your energy, maybe you just don't know how to get out and you need to take those steps, but you're still not doing anything wrong. Um, the right and wrong thing is such a guilt trip. It's just not necessary. You, how can you do things differently? What can you do today that's different than it was 10 minutes ago, a year ago, 10 years ago? How, are, how can you bring what you're learning and what you know to that experience because you're responding to the patterns that were laid down perhaps by others and that have been reinforced to yourself. But again, you have a responsibility to change those patterns if they're not serving. It's incredibly heavy lifting. Um, at times, at times it's incredibly heavy lifting. Sorry if I just blew your eardrum out with that at times, but it can be um, scary to look at. It can be daunting. The relief though that comes from being able to look at it to, yeah, even label it, to be able to say, I am not that person. Um, and if somebody, if you've had an anger issue and you learned to shift and you changed and um, your patterns have shifted to the place where that's no longer an issue or any other behavior that you've had. It doesn't have to only be an anger. It can be manipulation. It could be addictions. If you've shifted those, how about a little bit of healing for yourself? How about recognizing that um, you are probably in the process of doing the heavy lifting and it's a great time to be kind to yourself um, while you're being brave and to absolutely be tenacious with, with the seeking of um, different ways of being. And I didn't want to get into specifics today because everybody's experience is very different. Um, I worked with someone who experienced great trauma of uh, abandonment, being, literally being left alone at three years old to fend for himself. And that's a very different experience than, um, you know, maybe having super controlling parents or having that older brother that was abusive or it's, it's just comes in, in so many different flavors that it's important to not compare what one went through 
with what another went through or what you went through and how it shaped you because I literally same conversation person said to me well I went through something similar as a kid and I was fine you know my parents showed up and 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 stood behind me and that was my point I'm like you had that you had that for people who had no one show up to their knowledge um, I've since found out that some people did, but it didn't go anywhere. Um, and I'm grateful for that. I was able to have gratitude around that experience too, to know, okay, I also don't remember that some people stood up for me, but they did. And that's heartwarming. So all of this gets so convoluted. That's often why we really require someone outside of ourselves to process this with and very important that someone has experience. My message that I want to convey is that if you're willing to see the damage that's been caused, you will be able to build the most amazing experience for yourself in life. And the feeling of not being controlled by past hurts is so uh, not only freeing, I don't know if there's a word for it. It's the, the euphoria is palpable and it's, it's tear inducing and it's so empowering to be able to accept and deal with the challenges in a in a kind but realistic way rather than one that continues the abusive behavior. It heals, but it also helps to integrate those scattered parts of yourself that have wandered all over the place in protection to bring it into one whole being and incorporating your soul into that that came in to learn and came in to love you and then love others. And then you get to decide who gets to be in that beautiful circle of yours. So um, please reach out, please uh, seek help. Please know that you are so valuable and so worth the releasing of all this. And the energy right now is really supportive of this. So I highly encourage that you be willing to do this. And thank you so much for listening, for being part of it, and for being such an amazing part of my soul family. And I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to Intuition, Your First Sense. As always, please like and subscribe to this podcast wherever you are listening to it. Leave a review and take a minute to share it with a friend. You can find me all across social media at, at Coach Vicki Baird, and you can book a virtual session with me from wherever you are in the world at VickiBaird.com slash booking. That's V-I-C-K-I-B-A-I-R-D dot com slash booking. Thank you again and see you on the next episode.